Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Okay, guys. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Um, Christmas time. Christmas time. Maybe. <laughs> Just period. Merry, ma- Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christ- holidays. Happy, what, New Year's. New Year's. I don't know. The last episode we did was... Uh, we're just so tired. Uh, we're tired. We just don't even know anymore. Oh, I know. It po- was. Po- was it the politics and war? Yes. Okay. So. Okay. So politics and war. We're post-Christmas now, this means. Uh, this means we're post-Christmas. So I hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> yes. And uh, a new year. I hope you didn't gain 25 pounds, which I'm sure is what I will be it's, gaining. It's probably after my birthday when this mm-hmm. is happening. So you are now in your officially in your... 40s? <laughs> no, my 80s. <laughs> yeah, 80s. We're not going to disclose Anthony's age. It's all good. Um, no big deal. But it's. I, I hope you guys have good plans for the new year. Yep. Uh, starting off fresh. Starting off like we're not today. So while you're starting off fresh, we are ending. Ding. And we are like completely, completely, at least I am, overwhelmed by... Mm. A bunch of stuff. Work. <laughs> work. Work stuff. So and it's going to get worse. It's g- it is going to get worse. Um, so we're here at the end of this semester, and we were sitting around thinking to ourselves, is there something we could have a philosophical conversation about related to things that we're currently or recently experiencing? Yeah. And, of course... The first thing that came to our mind was, well, not the first, but one of the things that came to our mind was like, what are we currently <laughs> drowning in mm-hmm. and what kind of discussions can we have about things that we're doing? And one of this, you know, one of the things that we do is great stuff. Um, so we're starting reflecting and trying to figure out what this process entails, what this mm-hmm. thing is exactly, and how it is related maybe to other stuff that we do. How is it related and how is it, um, is it justified and all sorts of other things, especially in light of new ways of understanding uh, pedagogical mm-hmm. um, frameworks that are mm-hmm. coming to, to the fold or late. It's been a while, but late. And what even is it that we're doing exactly. when we're doing this? Um Like you can also compare different ways that different people use these things. Yeah. um, And kind of reflect back on education and maybe even philosophy itself. Yeah, the purpose of, of, yeah, in a sense, yes. So, grading a lot. Yeah, yes, grading, grading, Um, which is something that, spoiler alert, we do not like to do. <laughs> it's not fun. No, no. I. It's one of those things that I dread all the time. Mm. Final Call, grade specifically or grading period? Grading period is just like it okay. sucks the life out of me all the time. Okay. I don't think it's 
I don't think it's bad inherently. It's just tiring. It's sure. just it's one of those things that I don't want to do. It's the part of the job that I don't truly really like. Hmm. Um, not ideologically, like literally. <laughs> I just right my my mind and my yes, body. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. That's what I what I like. What about you? Do you? I don't mind grading throughout the semester. Um, I think it's more so when everything piles on. But that's less about grading and more about just like to drowning and stuff. But I'm I'm pretty consistently grading throughout the semester. Okay. Cuz so I have a different classes at different schools and there's some similarities but there's some differences. So mm-hmm. the types of assignments I have are like in some classes I have uh reading comprehension quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um where it's like you read a passage, explain the meaning of it in relation to some important jargon basically some philosophical term and like explaining it in plain english so i'm grading those pretty consistently like at least once a week Mm -hmm. um, per classes that have it you're a saint uh and they're this short it's like 12 minutes interpret this this thing and by interpret i mean explain correctly not what does this mean to you (laughs) um so i'm doing that pretty consistently i have section text tests in my logic classes. So those are not just a passage. That's like a whole mm-hmm. test. And I have to not only grade, but do the meta grading. Like how much points is each thing in each section wor- uh, worth? Let me reiterate. You're a saint. And luckily and those are... every week? No, 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 no. no. Oh. The oh. tests are like... So for the logic test, it's two or three times a semester. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That would be crazy. But um, those are more mechanical. Yeah. Those are the really easy ones to grade because they are yep. super like, like yes or no. It's like form. It's like, is this thing right or no? Mm-hmm. Did you write? Yeah. Whereas with the the writing and the oral exams, which are happening now, which I just, mm-hmm. you know, we're finishing some of mine today. Yeah. Um, those are the ones that are more involved. Yes. Let's say. And, and I like oral exams a lot, I should say. Okay. Okay. And they're they're. Or none of these things is fun, but they are better than other things. Mm-hmm. I think also because they are finite, like meaning that when they're done, they're done. Mm-hmm. It's not that you bring them home and regrade them again, right? So I I feel like this is already an interesting thing to talk about. Like you you do oral exams. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you didn't start at the very beginning of your teaching career doing them, or did you? No, I did because this is what we do over there. We in Europe, in Europe, this is the the only thing that we do. Is oral that exams. is so good. Um. So I started doing them a few years in. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So I guess my question is, what do you think it is about oral exams, and this obviously relates to grading, mm-hmm. um, that makes them Im- important in a philosophy class and educationally in general? So, well, I think that they're important for a couple of reasons. Uh, reason number one is usually you relate with other individuals mm-hmm. through the use of verbal language rather than you don't write other essays uh, essays to people when you, <laughs> true when you when you interact with them that's right? true and as crazy as it sounds but especially today i think we need to kind of rekindle this lost heart which is mm-hmm. we look at each other in the eyes and we ask us, uh, each other questions and we respond to the questions according to a criteria yep. that we have established this is ex- i had this exact conversation with a student yesterday so that is the main thing to me and then there are like some practical stuff again if you 
want to get a job, eventually you go to a job interview. You, you don't go to a job essay writing mm. context most of the time. Th- that's mm. true. Um, so there are like some practical reasons there why. Um, and there's also tying this back to the grading stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also a more immediate understanding from the student perspective regarding how did they do. Mm-hmm. I have never, I think, or it's so rare that I don't even remember, I've never had any student uh, kind of trying to convince me that they did better yep. during their examination yep. than the grade that I'm giving them. Because it's you're, you're confronted with, the, yeah, with reality. I, I don't know how you do it, but I grade them on the spot. I give them the I give them their grade on the spot. I don't say it out loud to them, but what I, I immediately afterwards f- quickly fill out like a, a very specific no, rubric that them, I've made. I tell them right away. I tell them you know in a way that they can they are the only one that can see it. So mm-hmm. I don't because there are other people in the class as well. Mm-hmm. But they they know it right away. Mm. And my question is always at the end, well, fair enough? And they're always like, yes. No, is it? Right? The reason I started doing this is because I think. I, I focused a lot on writing mm-hmm. uh, in, in the early days, especially. And I still think that's important. Um, and I think that what's m- more important that I realized was not literally writing, but communication. Yeah. Clear communication, articulation, cleaning up the mess in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw oral exams as a way of, how would you say, like... Um, Correcting for the limitations of written of, exams. Of written exams yes. So when you take a written exam or like a very basic, you know, like multiple choice or something like that, yeah. you could get something correct accidentally. That is true. You could. And when you write something, you – and we could talk about writing a little later. You could say the right thing, but it's harder to tell if you just like – memorized yeah, this okay. thing. If you really understood or just exactly. regurgitating stuff. I don't have that chance to follow up with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the oral exam, oh, yes, what do. I always say, you can't BS this. Yeah, I tell them the same thing the, all the you, time. There's nothing to hide behind because yep. it's just you talking to me. Yep. So I say, hey, you know, like what is um, like what is this thing? And they'll say something and I'm like, but what do you mean by that? Like, mm-hmm. could you give me an example of that? How does that relate to this other thing you say? And then it's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, oh. And Mm -hmm. so grading in the oral exam, my grades at least, and I'm sure your grades are, it's a direct reflection of the extent to which you understand Mm -hmm. the material, Mm -hmm. understand it holistically, Mm -hmm. right, in the context of everything else, and are able to effectively communicate that in a way that's not rehearsed and acting absolutely absolutely i'll add to what you're saying one thing which is you're saying like you know you started doing afterward and you were concentrating on communication then you saw the 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 more examination kind to overcome the limitations of that aside from that i think there's another aspect of the oral examinations that are different uh, that made that makes them unique and different and it has to do with the fact that it gives in our specific situation, right, where we're working in a school, and this is, I think, true of a lot of people that are doing undergraduate work, we have very few majors, right? So 
if you're not majoring in philosophy or in any other related academic disciplines, mm-hmm. and if you're not going into the into academia as your line of work, let's say it, this essay writing is not going to help you. You're not mm-hmm. going to do anything with it, really. I mean, sure, it helps you. You know, writing is important because you clarify your thoughts and all those things. But most people can go their entire life without writing any that it's essay like so you would say the benefits of writing essays is instrumental yeah and it's, it is important insofar as it helps you clean up your thoughts and articulate them and not in the literal within the academic realm within the academic realm okay outside of the academic realm i find it useful to write stuff down but i don't need to write it following a specific Okay. Pattern or a specific format or a specific number of words, all those things that we put in for whatever essays are. And for this reason, I think that's much more useful. Mm. Again, developing the skills that you are developing when it comes to communication and clarifying your thoughts while you're talking sometimes mm-hmm. based on the information that you have acquired by paying attention to stuff and studying stuff. So the oral examinations are quote unquote better mm. because of that. Um, the reason why I'm making this clarification is because. That leads me to to one aspect of the the main topic of which we're trying to discuss today, which is why do we even why do we even have essays? Hmm. What are we trying to achieve when we're trying to grade someone on an essay on a written assignment? Again, or examinations, I'm, we can call them a special case because there are certain skills, there are life skills that everyone is going to talk. Everybody is going to talk to another individual, so that is like is at some metal level. Of, of usefulness, if you want. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, what are we trying to achieve when we're grading kids on their written stuff, which includes essays, but also multiple choice, whatever you want. Well, I was going to say also uh, yeah, like short answers, yeah, or yeah, things like that. So why do we do that, and what criteria are we using? And hmm. but especially, let's start with why. Why do we do this? Why yeah. do they have these things? Good question. Because it's not grammar. <laughs> it's not grammar school anymore, right? Because up to a certain point right. in school, you say that the reason why we're doing this is because we are developing your ability of thinking and writing kind of helps with that at the beginning. And we're teaching you how to write. Mm-hmm. So we're going to teach you grammar. We're going to teach you the way you're supposed to write uh, correctly according to the English language and so on and so on. But by the time they come here, this is not what we're looking for. I don't think that this is it anymore. Because our assumption is they already know that. Assumption, right? Key word. Absolutely. But we're, I, I don't, I'm not testing them on their grammar. No, it, I, I include it, but it's a smaller portion. It's it's less important than the other. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is it's not what you're looking for. It's, you, yeah, yeah, you no, might, of course. I mean, and there's something to be said about the fact that I'm assuming you take points off if they make some egregious grammar mistakes right we say there's like careless ones and then there's ones that don't matter like people ask me does spelling matter and i say only if the misspelling changes the meaning of the word and then they go what do you mean and then i say well if you spell cat Mm d-o-g like like that counts as a severe thing spelling think thing (laughs) alternate thing right so when, so your question about like what is hoped to be accomplished is a good one, um, and I'm think I'm thinking of this now 
by I'm kind of happy we talked about oral exams first because now I see the contrast. One of the differences I see between writing and oral exams is that in an oral exam, since there's the back and forth, mm-hmm. even though it's quote unquote harder in the sense that you can't BS it and you have to be more prepared, it's also more forgiving in the sense that you can qualify yourself. You yeah. can get asked follow-up stuff. If you say something in the beginning and then you catch yourself later, you can be like, oh, I acknowledge that was wrong and let me mm-hmm. go correct that. Yeah. Whereas writing is making choices. <laughs> like it is making careful choices that have serious ramifications because text has some kind of authority by virtue of its limitedness mm-hmm. where all you have are those five sentences. There is nothing else besides these five sentences. So mm-hmm. I am looking to see if these five sentences and these five sentences only reflect the the criteria. Mm. So and so to, to go So they better be good choices. Okay. I guess is what I'm saying. So and the purpose of grading them to to have to test them to to make sure that they're capable of making choice. Is that what you're saying? So what's I, the what's the consequence of that? So I think that's part of it. Mm. It's it's are you able to sort through let me give it a like an analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like songwriting. Okay. Okay. I have a bunch of notes. Maybe I have some little riffs. Maybe I have some ideas about what follows what. But when I make, quote unquote, the song, mm-hmm. when I write, quote unquote, the answer, the essay, whatever it is, this is me taking a stand. This is me like creating something and making a decision like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. the thing. This is the representation of what I mean. And when you choose something, you have to actively not choose something else. Are you saying that this cannot happen with your examination? Uh, yeah, because it's not like they're just giving me a speech, like because it's a back and forth. Hmm. So it's kind of like you're in the driver's seat in a really creative position, in a position where I'm like, build me a house, see if it stands. And those stakes don't exist in the oral exam. So I think ideally you I would do both and this the grades on one would mean the same thing as grades on the other to the extent that it's about understanding but to the extent that the let's say the art form is different mm-hmm. the things you look for mm-hmm. are different and the things that you would need to demonstrate to show that you have the understanding are different mm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm wondering if so that's what we're trying to achieve when we grade them right and what are I guess the follow up question to that is like assuming that that what you're saying stands right that there are those differences so on how what criteria should we use to grade these things hmm. what, are, what are the kind of criteria right what is what qualifies as a well? Because again, if it was just, if it was just about making the choice, right? Assuming that you're not making crazy choices like putting the roof on the on the 
on the floor and vice versa, right? <laughs> okay. Assuming, to, to stay with your analogy of building me, build me a house, right? Assuming you're, you're not doing crazy things, just the fact that they make choices and they stand by them should qualify them for a, an A, right? No, no, no. So I wasn't saying the mere fact that you're making choices is in itself a good. Mm-hmm. It's that you're being forced to do that and you could do that well or you could do it poorly or you could do it in between. Just like when you're writing a song or building a house, you're like, hey, this is an okay song. You know, some some decent pop, every once in a while a decent pop song kind of is in the, the top charts and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. But then you're like, wow, listen to this album that is like really well written from front to back and is very consciously chosen. When and when it comes to aesthetic choices, right? Mm. It's kind of, I think that generally speaking, and we didn't get into this, uh, people had the tendency of saying, well, it might be taste. Your taste is this, my taste is that. Uh, the, we might find some, uh, I mean, except for Justin Bieber stuff, they're horrible. Objectively. Always, always. Uh, but generally speaking, like, we have this idea that it is a matter of taste. And nobody nobody uh, is contesting that most of the time, right? Well, I can think that you're crazy because you like certain things or that you don't like certain things. I'm like, how can you not like this? But at the end of the day, I understand that this is to do with your taste. When it comes to grading, though, we believe and we act like that those are not, those are objective. Those are describing the thing the way it is. How? Why? How do we do this? Okay, so I guess... How do we establish those things? Because you're saying, well, there's yeah. an okay sound. Well, what, what's, aside from structure, mm-hmm. what is it like... What is an A essay? What is an yeah. A answer? Yeah, what does that Just even mean? Just reading my rubric. What does it even um, mean? So, to to do it well, well, I guess back up, right? What are you looking for? So, we're we're teaching content, right? We do teach... Nobody believes it, but yes. We do teach formal <laughs> stuff. But you also, like, one of the things Claire always says to me is like, wow, you have like so much of your class is content, like this mm-hmm. person's theory and this person's theory, mm-hmm. you know, as compared to a class where we're like, like essay writing in general, mm-hmm. where the content of the essay is almost secondary to the skill of essay writing mm-hmm. itself. So to the, so if we're teaching content, there's a couple things we can grade on. Mm-hmm. One is, are you accurately representing the content? For example, it is a fact that John Stuart Mill was a consequentialist. He believes that ethics are determined by the outcome rather than the intention. Mm -hmm. And the particular type of consequentialism he embodies is this thing called utilitarianism, which is the idea that actions are good to the extent that they maximize happiness, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So if you write an essay and you say, John Stuart Mill didn't care about consequences, you're wrong. He thinks intentions are what matter, and he says we should care about ourselves. But this is the the putting <laughs> putting the roof of the house. Yes, uh, you know, as you using it as a floor, right? That's blatantly wrong. So that's one thing we could grade on. Like, mm-hmm. are you are you accurately are representing you the content, or are you c- committing a straw man argument? Okay, right, or just saying things that are blatantly false, or misinterpreting. Or something like that. Um, 
that's, then, a, that's already grayish. It is. That was the most gray thing. Um, but the other thing you're grading on besides literally what is the content is mm-hmm. applying it sometimes. Mm. Right? Like you learn something and I can tell you what. For example, uh, like what was I talking about the other day in class during my oral exams? Uh, like the Mary's Room thought experiment uh-huh. to try and prove that consciousness is not physical that, that uh, Frank Jackson talked about, that Chalmers talks about. You could be like, what is that? And then you could be like, give me another example like that, but using all different stuff, a different sense, a different context, or maybe in ethics, make a utilitarian case for and against the legality of abortion, mm-hmm. something like that. So there's the accurately reflecting the theoretical sphere, mm-hmm. and then there's the accurately and effectively applying the theory in a concrete context. And we do that to make sure that they understood the theory correctly. To understand the theory and to see how it can apply in their lives. This was me. Last one was you. Was uh, it? Was, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, One-to-one. I... So the, I'm under the impression that we're getting more and more... Let me put this aside. That we get more and more into the thick of things this way, right? Because we're kind of discussing now what we... Um, how can we say? We're, we're kind of describing what we do by by saying, hey, this is we do this thing because we want to make sure that you have done your work, meaning that you have studied the information and you're able to represent the things to me. You'll be able to show me that you have studied, that you have read this stuff and that you know now who Mill is and what he stands for. But also, we want them to be able to to show us that they understood they don't just they didn't just learn but they understood what these people are saying and we want we we want them to prove it to us by applying it somewhere else so it's not just memorization it's comprehension uh, two questions about this i think that can be asked legitimately question number 1 is how do we judge these things? And one again, the, the easy one is like, well, in the, in the first case, it's like I just look at the information, I look at what you give me, and that's it. But why? How do I judge the goodness or the badness of the application? Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two is, what's the utility? Since you talked about mill, mm-hmm. what's the utility of having them applying these things, or the utility of? memorizing this stuff if mm. you want and not just our stuff in general right 90% of the things that you learn in college unless you're like us you're not going to be using directly mm-hmm. in your line of work so why and I think and then I mean there are more general stuff but we can start with this I guess so the first question would be like why uh, how how do we decide which kind of applications are good and which kind of applications are bad. Again, Mm -hmm. assuming that the content is represented properly. Mm -hmm. That that would seem to be the 
the biggest part of it is like in your application, are you... Is it just being good at creating analogies? That's certainly, I think, part of it. I think coming up with analogies displays uh, like a higher level of understanding. Um, same thing with metaphors. So when you apply something, you're showing, I get it. I get it so much that I'm going to show you how it would work in this thing that the philosopher didn't even talk about. But isn't that kind of... I'm going to start using these words a little bit more. Right? Okay. Unfair that we are grading these people on their ability of being, quite frankly, imaginative, because that's what it is. I need a good imagination mm -hmm. in order to use this concept. I mean, does it make me a worse student if I know exactly what Mill says? I know all the theory, but I cannot truly think of a way of applying it because this is just the kind of person I am. I just follow the instructions, and that's that's what it is. I don't need to think about alternative situations with this stuff. I mean, the honest answer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the person who is able to Oops. feedback the information alone mm -hmm. has either a lesser understanding of or... Um, a lower rank on the, let's say, skill set than someone who can do that and then also create from it. Like, like what it, I'm thinking of, I forget who the pedagogical philosopher is, but like they always refer to this person like in meetings where you have the different levels of like analysis and then synthesis. Mm. And then application, and then like at the highest level is so, like creativity. And we're assuming that the people that have more levels, they're higher, because every level of, I'm assuming assumes the one below it. Mm -hmm. They're better at what? So the I just thought of the difference. The difference between these two students or people, if we yeah, have yeah. one. Um, is one of them has an understanding of the content and one of them has an understanding of the content and the form. Okay. Because knowing how to apply something means you understand the underlying patterns. You can connect the dots. Correct. So that seems to be the case. The case. And that skill not only displays a high level of understanding but is an important skill in all, all things, period. Period, okay. The ability to connect dots and see patterns. And so we should reward people that have this skill by giving them a better grade while punishing the ones that don't have it. What's well, one way of looking at it? It's certainly not the only one of, way of but looking I, at it. But you know this is the way some students look at it, right? Some sure. people, it's always like the, the case. Like you're, sure. You're judging me. Right. But that's just what we're doing. We're making judgments, right? L right. I mean, and... You know, I'm in this line of profession. I do this too. But, you know, reflecting on it, why are we doing this this way, right? Why are we mm. uh, not so much rewarding, right? But why are we punishing the others? Why are we making this? And I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Oh, I, okay. Can I, what, do you, what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So I, I just... 
one would have to make the case that this is a punishment. And I have not seen a case made let me, let me that rephr- it's a punishment. Let me rephrase this. Yeah, yeah. Why do we have to scale people in such a way that one, uh, because, just because I have, for, I'm fortunate enough, because it's not a matter of effort, right? I think that we can agree that sometimes the person that, uh, and this is, I think, is the, the one of the central, one of the, how can we say, the sensitive spots mm-hmm. in this kind of discussion. Uh, assuming that the student, so we're not assuming that these people are not putting enough effort, the one that are not able to do the the, the analogy and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not saying that. We're saying so. that we're saying that we're taking in consideration those cases where the student or the person that um, gains the information is really putting all the effort that that they can. They're getting to the point where. Um, they know what they're talking about, but they're just unable. They're missing that extra step, if mm-hmm. you want, right? Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, well, the other person is the person that, let's assume they're putting the same amount of effort, right? Mm-hmm. But they're able to make these connections, to create these connections, which, by the way, of, of course, are important. So I, I agree with you. Why should we scale them in a way that reflects this difference? Is that, okay? After all, the student has put in the effort, has tried really hard, has done mm-hmm. everything, as probably for his standard, for their standard, they have exceeded their expectations. They're exceeding their ability. They've gone that one step forward. And yet, we give them a C. Mm-hmm. Well, we give an A to the other one. Mm-hmm. Isn't that unfair? Isn't that like... So there's a couple things I'm thinking. One thing I'm thinking is, by definition, a grade is a symbol of that thing. Of the performance. Yes. Okay. So it's it's not as if, or at least in, in our case, I can't speak to everyone, but I'm not going to be cynical about it. I'm going to say in general, it's not the case that applying a grade is like I am saying something other than what has already happened. It's like, no, no, this is just the symbolic representation of the reality that's already there. Like, see, and this reality- has all the things that's called A. This thing has none of the things that's called F. It's almost like a translation. I understand, but the translation translates into consequences for people right oh oh so so the question is not so much the question is more so about the ranking mm-hmm. yeah yeah the ranking factor of it correct and it's is it a why or a what uh both i guess okay but the, the thing is like why should we let's start with this why do we do that mm-hmm. and why should we rank lower a person that has put as much effort, if not more, than someone else. And he does. In other words, why am I not grading that person against itself, but I'm grading it against other people, mm. pretty much? Ah, oh, okay. Because you know, there's a there's a there's a universe where I can grade your performance against yourself relative to me. Yes. Yes. Instead of relative to 
either other people in mm-hmm. the class mm-hmm. or against a general scale, arbitrary scale of yeah, yeah. that we have created. Why? And again, and I, I don't grade students against themselves. I grade them against other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming you do the same thing. Yeah, why for the most part. Yeah, why don't we adopt the other one? Wouldn't the other one be more fair? Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I know, I know. But it's, I don't know how we ended up me asking you all these questions today, which usually is the opposite. But. What? No, it's not. You think so? <laughs> it's, no, no, it's not the opposite. But usually it's more like today I feel like I've been asking a lot of questions, which is okay. I, well, like, I like this. Okay, sounds good. You're Larry King. Larry I'll give you the suspenders. <laughs> um, they might be fun to wear. <laughs> okay, don't, so... Don't give me ideas. So I think everyone... I could be wrong. Maybe this is just a generalization. Uh-huh. To an extent includes a little, little, little bit of the grading oneself relative to oneself thing. Mm. It's certainly not in the forefront, and it's certainly not the main thing. But it's impossible not to notice how your performance has changed throughout the semester. But you're not still giving them an A. Merely for that reason? Because they advanced a lot. No, but it's commendable. Yeah, but commendable doesn't come in their transcripts. And it doesn't. it's not part of their GPA. No, this is true. But I think what I'm saying is there, there are little cases where I think you would probably take into consideration some thing, some little thing. But the larger point of what you're saying is... Um, why rank in the first place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, if we're not taking consideration just personal growth. Mm-hmm. And, and even in that case, there's probably something to be said. So why why rank in the first place? Okay, I'm going to do a Socrates thing <laughs> because I think it's the only way we're going to get to an answer. Okay. What does it, what is a rank Okay, uh, in what sense? What do you? What does that mean? Rank people to rank people? Yeah, to put them in a certain order. So one person puts other people in a specific order, according to a specific set of rules. According to a specific set of rules that are established by someone. Okay, so there's a game. In other words. Yeah, it might be a couple, and, kind of, yes. And people is sorting, people are sorting people in the game according to the rules of the game. Which are not, well, but the rules of the game are established by the people playing it, though. By the people conducting it, right? Not by the people playing because the students aren't making the... No, the people conducting it, us. Okay. So I think the first thing I would say is I think it's interesting, and I know you didn't mean to do this, or maybe you did just to mess with me. Um, <laughs> you kind of said something like you put people into a rank, and and my answer is you don't do that. Meaning that you're not I'm suppo- not putting people in ranks. Oh, so you're not supposed to do that, or you're not, or really that's not what you do. That's not. That's not. Uh, that's not what grading. Is like okay. okay. I'll give you. I'll give you an analogy. So, that, that's great. That's great. An, because <laughs> that's that, great. Because that's that, then I want to hear what grading is. Okay, I'll give you an analogy. You have a race. Yes. And let's say to make it the most similar to grading, mm-hmm. 
Well, let's let's start with the bare bones. You have a race. You have ten people in it. Mm-hmm. One person finishes first. One person finishes last, and everyone else finishes in between. Yes. No one is putting They're these putting people themselves into order. That's exactly right. And to make it more like grading, it's not places because it's not like you rank students like you are first place of the class and you are second place. You don't do that. Yeah, no, that would be fun, but it, that would be interesting. Um, we did that in fourth grade, I remember. Oh, and I tied with a kid. You were tied for what? For first? Oh, nice. I was, and this kid didn't like me. I I actually won three prizes three years in a row for being the best in the class. <laughs> did you? What grade? Middle school. So this kid. I'll never forget his name was Peter. Claire knows the story. I tell it all the time. He made everyone. Well, I'm not gonna say made. He made a list mm-hmm. that says, "Who thinks Anthony is a show off?" Ooh, right. And he had everyone in the the class sign it. Ooh, so you wear a show off according to every, the to people the who signed the game. it, or according to the way he presented it mm-hmm. in the social situation, right? Yeah. And he was tied with me, right? Okay. This is like my competition. Yeah. So he's smearing me. Oh. And <laughs> so what happened was... Uh, this fourth was, grade? W- fourth grade, yeah. Okay. That's what happens in Bayonne. It's ruthless. Um, <laughs> and we got word of this. Mm-hmm. Clearly upset. Uh, there was one girl who didn't sign it, by the way. Okay. She was the nice one to me. Uh future girlfriend no funny enough i always say her and claire kind of looked alike okay. <laughs> weirdly enough, but it wasn't claire anyway um we found out about this mm-hmm. and i got upset about it and my mom knew and it was like this whole big thing of like God. what is what is going on like why is this list circulating what are these kids doing and the teacher was like what that's crazy he did that and so she was kind of investigating him in front of the whole class like oh boy what list is this what are you talking about, Peter? What did you do? And uh, he explained. He had this list, whatever, mm-hmm. that he got everyone to sign. And the teacher, this is the most vindicating moment of my life, by the way, <laughs> goes, Peter, you're the show off in front of the whole class. How did you feel? I felt like I went to heaven. I just <laughs> went to heaven. But that was an example where literally you got ranked in fourth grade but that's not really what you do that's not what you're doing that's not what i do that's not what i don't think any of us do at this Mm -hmm. point um but it's like you have the 10 people and this time it's not first place second place third place it's like you have maybe five categories and if you're in this distance you get this one if you're in this distance in time you get this one etc 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 but i think the analogy is a little faulty because the race is is kind of it's based on, let's say, physical objective mm-hmm. characteristics, meaning that they get there in less time, right? Um, with grading, is not that. Grading those, those, those categories you establish, and you establish that they have to be uh, in relation to each other, to, 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 each other, to every other student. Well, you cannot could apply sure. this. Literally, it's about you can make this not a race, but you can make this about beating your personal record. And if you beat your personal record, you get an A. If you get close to, if you tie your personal record, you get a B. If you get just below a C, if you're just slacking and going doing worse than your personal record, you get mm-hmm. an F. That's possible to take grading in that way. 
I mean, it's, it's possible. It's not what we do. It's not what we do, but why don't we do that? Isn't that more fair again to to to, to the students? I I think I have a different perspective on these questions. Uh, okay, which is I, I'm not saying that I think. I, I know I know you're not, but yeah. someone listening may be thinking you're saying that. Yes, no, and my response this is going to come out is, soon. The, the mask. <laughs> what's that? The mask is going to come off very soon. So. Um. Like it's interesting because I know there are people that ask those questions. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's we're, both of us were not ignorant of mm-hmm. these kind of questions and and criticisms, and I think it's and interesting. They, they make sense you know, up to an extent. They yeah, they're make, not incoherent, of they, course. It, it makes sense to ask that. Question. A lot of the times they come from good places. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's little pieces of stuff that you can utilize, mm-hmm. um, but I think f- for people who ask that question, I think it's interesting that the burden of proof is to prove. Why not me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to the burden of proof being on you to make the case for this other model. Mm-hmm. Um, Understood. So I guess at the end of the day, so far, what I am literally saying, but what I think is the same thing that you are in the background <laughs> saying, but letting me say, yeah, um, is that grades are symbols that reflect things like skill and understanding according to a set of metrics. Yes. And so relative to these metrics, they are objective. I think that at their best, that's what grades are. Cool. Um, And I have no doubts that you do this this way. I hope I do it this way too. The question becomes, I will add some things to that, though. Mm-hmm. The first thing is that these metrics are arbitrary, are absolutely arbitrary. Can I ask you sure. what you mean by that? And what I mean is I think the first thing you said was arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say, what do you mean by that? But then the second thing you said was absolutely arbitrary. Yes. Because I think that second one not only is a hard case to make mm-hmm. but is false and that you believe it's false but i want to well, hear that depends on what absolute absolutely arbitrary means i mean that there is no there's not a real tie between the way in which we decide to to grade our students and let me rephrase this so they're arbitrary meaning that we're making up the scales we are not the num- not the, the the symbols, but we're making up the scales, um, deciding what does it mean to be an A student, what does it mean to be a B student, what does it mean to be a C student. That is just okay. We just make this up. Uh, so I'm sorry to be annoying. No, no I, I have like follow up questions. Sure, though. sure, sure. First question: What do you mean we? Um, like each we, individual who's, teacher or the department charge? or who's the, in charge? the state? No, no. Each, un, unfortunately, each individual teacher. Okay. There's because an A student for me might be a B student for you. Mm. And, and, and I've had, I, listen, I had. And, stu- an, and a D student for us could be an A student for someone else. Listen, I had cases of students like, I have straight A's. And I'm like, it's impossible. Mm. It cannot be. But they, Same. it is true. Same. So that's. I think undisputable. Okay, so each individual teacher, clear has, answer, is his own grading scheme. Gotcha. Second question: What do you mean, make up? 
that we establish the criteria that will land a student in one or the other category. Okay. Like, I think we make them up all. This is what a syllabus is. And on top of it, so those are those are the undisputable things, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then there are some others that might be disputable that have to do with the fact that some people will think that grades not only have those characteristics, but also are arbitrary in the sense that we interpret the works of the student arbitrarily, meaning that we put them in categories depending not mm. depending on the on the interpretation that we give rather than I've heard I've heard people say this. Mm-hmm. Um because we are, you know, under their different levels there's some people that say that we do this um, all the time people that we do this in certain situations implicit biases and all the stuff we don't need to get into that necessarily but you yeah, know what I've, I'm saying I've heard people say this at all different levels I've mm-hmm. heard like individuals say this and then I've seen institutions say this mm-hmm. absolutely and I've even seen at the institutional level them make a distinction between what they call quote unquote objective and quote unquote subjective grades. And they'll say like basically uh multiple choice and fill in the blank mm-hmm. and word bank. Like these are the only objective things. Yeah. And they say writing is, the, is graded subjectively. Because they're, they're those things are measurable. They're measurable through numbering pretty much. So well, your yeah. favorite thing. Yes. Right? Through a Scantron machine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. And there are some institutions that do that go a step further. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a state institu- institution in this in this state mm-hmm. that suggests really encourages you okay. to grade anonymously. Oh, so you don't look at the names. You just you, look you at do, the work. You just don't know who it is. Because I, I, I could see the benefit of that, although be, it removes the grading you against yourself thing, if that's exactly, important to you. But. Exactly, exactly. But he takes that away, and but he tells you that this is the only way mm-hmm. in which you can grade objectively, because otherwise you're going to be subjected to biases, which, again, in that way of thinking, mm-hmm. that leads me to believe that it is absolutely arbitrary then, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's not a threat, ex, except with the, you can be coherent, and hopefully you are, meaning that you follow your own grading scheme, but everything else, it's just arbitrary. And you can, mm. there's also another level that, that you can go. Uh, there, there are some people that believe this, that is that the entire thing, the entire grading is just this arbitrary thing that we have created to do exactly the thing that we say we don't do, which is what, ranking people. What is said... What people say uh, that, and that we should get real days. Yep, I've heard people say that, um, and I want to. I guess we'll dig more into that in in a little bit. One related thing I was thinking that are kind of like smaller ish things to mm-hmm. deal with is, which by the way, this is such a strange cut. I'm thinking of something. I just don't forget it. it. Yeah, no, right. I want. So um, when I was in uh, grad school, I had this friend. Um, he was a really smart guy, a really nice guy. He was mm-hmm. kind of like the, how do you say, You're the cool. one who show you the ropes the, oh, when you first get there. I thought it was like 
the fourth grade guy all over again. No, 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 <laughs> no. This is the opposite. This is like a very nice guy. Um, shows you around, makes you feel welcome, gives you all the information you need. And uh-huh. I became pretty good friends with him throughout my time there and even a little bit after. And uh, me and him talked about grading one day. I don't know if it's because he showed me his syllabus or something like that, but we were at a bar and we were talking about grades. And like one does, pulls out the syllabus. <laughs> like so the one bar. does, just carry it <laughs> out of my pocket. Uh, that's such an academic, funny thing to do. Um, <laughs> and he I'll was, show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> um, and he was drawing a contrast between his grading method and one of the instructors at an institution's grading method. Okay. And the instructor at this institution graded in a way where um, only a, a like a, a one or a couple students could get an A. Interesting. Because his reasoning was something like, well, realistically, everyone can't simultaneously excel. Like there's kind of a logical mm-hmm. contradiction in that in that statement. So really, if we're ranking people according to the group, like the little community they're in, um, only very few can be exceptional. Yes. So I guess, and I guess his, and there's two ways of thinking about that. One is in a natural sense where I don't force the fact that there's only going to be a couple A's, but incidentally, mathematically, that's how it winds up. And then there's the more conscious, like no, no, no. There's only going to be one or two A's thing, um, and so my friend was like, "Okay, I don't, I don't like that idea. I think it's do you of what? Do you like that idea? No, I think it's too conscious. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's too forced or honest or honest. Well, I think if it was honest, you wouldn't need to forcefully say that there's only one or two A's." I think if you're honest, you say, here's the objective criteria that apply to everyone. And naturally, spontaneously, it is going to result where there are less A's than C's, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think, is, is being honest. And if, if you have a class where like there are more A's than B's or something like that, like if some Frankenstein class, that's fine. Mm-hmm. right? That's, you're still being honest and you're mm-hmm. still applying the same criteria to everyone. But my friend wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of a middle ground between these two ideas because my friend was more like, like basically everyone will get an A. Mm-hmm. And like as long as you do the minimum requirements, that's, that's and, and, and you know, if, if he's listening and he wants to correct me, he could do that. I don't want to misrepresent him, but I think it was something like, like I'm trying to be honest. It was something like, yeah, as long as you do Your these work. check marks. Mm-hmm. And you have like some base level thing, of course, everyone could could have an A. And like most of my classes go this route. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and then we got into a. That seems like a, a very mathematical way of looking at it, with the check marks and stuff like that. Very like computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I think probably the response he would give, if I were to be most charitable to this position, is this is the compassionate way to do fair things. Way, to, to be fair. Well, those are two different concepts, right? Because one could believe you're being fair without being compassionate mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think our approach is fair. 
I would think that other approach is putting compassion above fairness. fairness. It's putting emotion above fairness. Well, that has to do with the definition of fairness, right? With the fact sure. that you were giving to each its own, right? Something like that. Okay. So I think that we need to we need to get to the hard issue here. Oh, this isn't hard already? Nah, well, meaning that we need to really grapple with the idea that maybe, like some people are saying, this whole thing is bad because it results, no matter what you're saying or what I'm saying, we're saying we're not ranking people, we're not doing that, but practically we are because mm-hmm. the if if we're not doing that purposely, it results into that. The result of what we do is the ranking of people. Yes, which is an important distinction, but we could talk about that yes, and, more. But if that is the case, even if that is the case, then some people, I think, the more enlightened of the people that are in this position that say, well, okay, we're not ranking people, but that results into ranking of people because the institutions will do that, different institutions will do that. Well, shouldn't we get rid of those things and the whole practice that we haven't mentioned yet, but that's being in the background, this thing that's called ungrading. Mm-hmm. It's something that's looming over academia for quite a little bit. And I'll start with a very provocative quote someone said to me mm-hmm. that took me aback a couple of years ago. Oh, boy. So <laughs> we'll see you guys around. I'll see you later.